Connor Morissette and Dan Dickow with Gonzaga Nation after a thrilling Sweet 16 win for Gonzaga. Dan, we have so much to talk about. 79-76 win for the Zags over UCLA. Amari Bailey hits the shot. It looks like UCLA is going to win. Julian Strother then hits a three. And then there's still a little bit of time left, and Tiger Campbell isn't able to get a clean look, and Gonzaga wins. Initial takeaways off uh, an incredible game for Gonzaga. <laughs> uh, where to begin, really? I mean, it was a roller coaster of games. Drew Timmy got off to an incredible start, and then UCLA kind of played as good as maybe I've seen them play throughout the course of the season. Jumped out to a double-digit league going into halftime. Uh, you knew Coach Few and Gonzaga was going to make adjustments. They made some adjustments that worked really well. Other guys stepped up, namely Julian Strother in the second half. Um, but UCLA plays with too much pride to give in when it looked like, what was it, an eight, nine-point game with about a minute and a half, two minutes left. They didn't give in. And they made it darn interesting before Julian Strother had to come up with some heroics with that unbelievable uh, three from about, what, seven to eight feet from behind the line. So, so much to get to. Let's start with that Strother shot. So, in the postgame press conference, Mark Few said that that was the play, and Julian, if he wanted to, he could shoot it. He was open, and he, he nailed it. You've seen him make shots from there before, but just discuss the impact of a, a shot like that at the end of the game. I mean, it's not a regular season WCC game. That was in the Sweet 16. Amazing shot from Strother. Yeah, those are the kind of moments and opportunities you as a player dream about growing up. And then to be placed in that moment, uh, you hope that you rise to the occasion and shoot it with confidence. And then at that point, it's it does it go in or doesn't go in? You have to have the confidence and, and faith in yourself to take that shot. Uh, and that also separates a lot of good coaches from great coaches because a play like that, you don't just draw it up once. You've worked on that multiple times in, in practices throughout the season so that if there is a late game, late clock situation, uh, you have a little bit of uh, – you have something to, to go back on and rely upon the muscle memory, having gone through something before. And – you know, that's a shot that almost the exact play that Villanova yep. ran years ago against Kansas to win a national title. Uh, it's become a popular play for many programs, many teams, and a clock in a game situations. And Strother caught it with his hands and feet ready, shot it with a ton of confidence. And, uh, you know, they, they still had to get a stop, which they did, but it was a big-time shot, one of the best uh, in recent memory for Gonzaga. Yeah, a few got that play from Jay Wright. Like you said, they call it Villanova, and they executed it perfectly. Let's talk about Drew Timmy now. What a performance from him, double-double, but the 36 points, the, the most, I think, all-time for a Gonzaga player in a tournament game. For me, he's now an all-time great. Is he an all-time great college basketball player for you after tonight? Well, I mean, when you look at the Gonzaga players of all time, to, I think it's John Stockton, and then it, it's really Drew Timmy. I mean, Frank, Where are you? <laughs> I'm down the list quite a ways now. But, you know, you look at Frank Burgess being the all-time leading scorer before Timmy broke it. Uh, you know, the, the game in the air was different, and I'm not taking anything away from what he did. But what it, Drew Timmy has done in an era where guys leave early to go to the NBA, uh, three-time All-American for Gonzaga, I don't think that's ever going to happen again. You know, guys, in regards to, I guess, what you could call the modern era when people started leaving early to go to the NBA, the only other comp that I can quickly come up with on a national stage would be Christian Leitner at Duke. You know, he won, I think, two national titles. I think he was a three-time All-American as well. Uh, made unbelievably big plays on big stages. You know, that's the only true comp that I can come up with um, to, to – think about where Drew Timmy's lands but I mean if you're going to talk about college basketball he has to be 
at the top of your list for the last 10, 15, 20 years. And, and the fact that, you know, you have a game like this and he was, hate to say it, the only guy that showed up for the first six, seven minutes. Um, and then he carried them throughout different stretches of the game. The best players show up in the biggest of moments, and he's done that continuously, and he absolutely did that tonight. Mick Cronin wasn't happy with the officiating. He said it was a little too physical at times on Jaime Heck. Has your thoughts on the officiating tonight? I don't think that's the reason UCLA lost, but Cronin wasn't happy with that. I don't buy that. Uh, you know, there was UCLA, I think, had one foul call against them, one personal foul in the first half, and they're a physical defensive team. They've got tremendous fundamentals. they got tremendous um, – you know, uh, strategies on the defensive end of the floor. Um, but for a physical defensive team to only have one foul is, is a little um, out of the norm. And, you know, there was one player in play in particular towards the end of the first half. Uh, Anton Watson drove baseline. It clearly looked like a foul. It was no call. I think it led directly to a, a UCLA basket at the other end. You know, the, the thing is, is the NCAA tournament, every team has to adjust to how the game is officiated. And I think in the second half, Gonzaga adjusted probably better to the officiating than what UCLA did. Now, I don't disagree that Mick Cronin is probably disappointed and frustrated with it because they have a limited bench. And Jaime Hawkes is, is tasked with doing so many different things. Um, but at the same time, Gonzaga played limited bench tonight too. Hickman didn't play a ton of minutes. Bolton didn't play a ton of minutes. Ben Gregg really didn't play much at all. I mean, Gonzaga played six guys for the most part tonight. Where does this Gonzaga NCAA tournament win rank in your eyes among all the great wins that they've had? I imagine the UCLA buzzer beater by Jalen Suggs has to top the list, but is this number two? Man, there's a lot of really good ones. I, I think back you know, to, to Casey Calvary's tip in that basically just started the whole thing off. You look at Jordan Matthews hitting the three against West Virginia to go to the first Final Four. Um, this game, Jalen Suggs one is, is a clear cut game that's up there but this is big because you know with all the scrutiny that came upon the Gonzaga program and team after the non-conference with a couple of losses that outsiders would deem uh, problematic the Texas the Baylor um, you know they, they really had to dig deep within themselves and then they had to do it again after that home loss against LMU and, and figure out just what kind of team do we want to be you know the coaching staff did an amazing job of, of kind of I'm not reinventing the wheel, but just re-emphasizing the things that have made this program successful um, on the offensive end, but then getting guys uh, to buy in even more to, on the defensive end. And that's where, you know, they're not going to be analytically the defensive team that they were a season ago when they had rim protection in Chet Holmgren. But the thing is, is they have to be great in the moments that it counts. And I think they were that for the most part, um, not just tonight, but in the first two games in the NCAA tournament. And they were also that, you know, probably February 1st and on, there's a there's an advanced analytics stat that says Gonzaga's been the best team since February 1st. So uh, that, that shows you that they've definitely been trending in the right direction. Two more questions for you before we wrap this up. First, you pick Gonzaga to win the national title. <laughs> Looks really good right now. What does this team have that, I mean, now they've even proven it more than when you picked them initially. Why do you think this team will have what it takes to bring the Zags their first national title? Well, I mean, we've, we've talked extensively about Drew Timmy. And, again, it's when you have a guy that you can trust, you give him the ball, he can go make a play, whether it's a basket for himself, whether it's foul pressure on the opponent, 
to put them on the bench, get yourself to the free throw line, draw a double team and, and make plays for others, you have a huge advantage in this game. And when Drew Timmy's on your team, you have that advantage every night. Now, what you need is is other guys to step up. And I thought Strother stepped up in the second half. I thought Malachi Smith played really well. Um, but anytime you got a Drew Timmy on your team right now and the way he's playing, uh, I think you have a chance. I, th- I think the biggest thing to look at is um, – they're one of eight teams that are going to be left playing as of tomorrow night when the other regional semifinals are done. Uh, if you would have asked most people mid-January was this going to be the case, people probably would have said no. But um, the fact is is that Gonzaga coaching staff believed in the players, the players believed in the coaching staff, and the players believed in themselves. Uh, and they've put themselves in a position where now they can do something special. Last thing, the Strother shot is obviously the moment from this game, but what's the second biggest moment. What are you going to remember from this game outside of that Strother shot? What do you think was an underrated, really big part of this game? One, one sequence here or there, maybe one moment outside of that shot. Well, I think, you know, there there might not have been one moment, one play, one sequence, but I think the, the, the play of Malachi Smith, I, I thought, you know, he had a couple turnovers or a couple shaky possessions in that first half, but I thought in the second half he was really solid. I think Hunter Salas gave them some really good minutes in the second half. Uh, so I think those two would have been key. Um, but at the end of the day, when you're playing in a big-time environment, you have to get big-time plays. Drew Timmy made a number of those, and then Strother hit that big three that, that we've talked about a couple of times. Uh, sometimes in March, you just need to have the last big possession yeah. in a game. Yeah. Amazing. He's Dan Dickow. I'm Connor Morissette. Gonzaga still dancing. They move on to the Elite Eight. They will play UConn here in Las Vegas over the weekend. Dan, thanks so much for joining me. Absolutely.